Hey, Matt. Michelle, How good to you? see you. You look nice good tonight. To see you. Thank you. You do too. What's uh, what's this? I got you a gift. You got me a gift? I got you a gift. Me? Yes, you. Well, um, yeah, I got you a gift too, but I I left it at home. Whatever. So All I'll. Right. Here's your gift. Awesome. I want you to open it, please, right now. Right now? Right now. Right now. Right now. All right. Well, I want everybody to see it. I'm excited right. about it. Well, I'm excited too about this gift that you've given me in front of everybody. Wow, it's Teenage Mutant it's Ninja Turtle Snuggie. I knew. I knew that. Wow, liked, this is fantastic. I know. I knew that Ooh. you liked Snuggies as a kid, and I, I picked it out especially for you. I am excited about it. Try I it can't. on. <laughs> Try put, it on. Put it on. Right now. Right now. Okay. Come on. I'm happy about this. I'm going to just open this right up. I'm excited to see what it looks like on you. I've never worn a Snuggie before. I can't wait. They're great. They keep you really warm. Do they? Warm? Yes. I, heard... I have one. And you have one. I do. Mine's awesome. not teenage knitting, ninja, knitting, however you say it. Mine's not that, but. Wow. Let's Put see. I don't even know how to work this thing. Wow. You, if it goes in the front, like this, you put oh. your arms in it. Can you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Is this? Yeah. Yay. Wow. I like it. Thank you so much, Michelle. You're welcome. Very excited about this gift. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this is what you are seeing from Matt. But there is more to the story. There is what Matt is thinking. So let's just rewind this and have this whole thing play out one more time. And I want you guys to hear what Matt is thinking. You can be seated. Michelle. Hey. Hey. How are you, Matt? What you got there? I got you a gift. You got me a gift? I did. Wow, I, I, I got you something too, but I left it, I left it at home. Whatever. And Whatever. Here, oh, this is for you. Thank Take you it. so much. This is You're great. Open I can't it. wait. Now? Yes, in, now. Now. Yes, in front open of, it. In front of everybody. Open it. I'm so excited. Awesome. I can't wait to. Oh, I hope this isn't something terrible. She's making me open this up in front of everyone. Hurry! <laughs> this is killing the worship service. Hurry! Hurry! Uh-oh. <laughs> what on earth is that? It's a teenage mint. I can't say it, but it's, you know, it's one of those things that you wanted when you were a little boy. This is it's horrible. It's a snuggie. This is terrible. I cannot believe that she got this open for it, me. Open it. Open it. Put it There's on. I want no you to wear it. Way Try it on. Under heaven, I am putting this on right now. Come on, hurry! <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm gonna look like a great big vegetable. Here, let me show you how to put it on. This is ridiculous. It goes like this. Oh, Your arms no. go through it. I can't believe anybody would have one of these. Yay! I'm so excited. Wow. Yay! This is terrible. It looks so cute on you. Oh wow! I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> and scene, and scene. Mm -hmm. All right, now we're going to practice something really quick because you're going to need this in the next 24 hours. Your open the present face, all right? It's going to happen. You're going to get a gift from Aunt Sally or Uncle Bob, and you're opening it up, and you're like, I don't know what's coming in here, but I know one thing. I've got to keep this smile on my face. All right, bring it. Bring me your best fake smile. You got it? Got it? Practice what you're going to say. Wow. wow. It's beautiful. Yeah. 
This is amazing. Thank you so much. Good, good. I think we're ready now. I think we're ready for the next 24 hours. Now, some of you guys are good at this face, and others of you are not so good at this. And this could be the moment that you ruin Christmas. All right, so if you need to practice some more a little later. And, it, and it definitely, you're going to need, just a reminder, to have the talk with your kids. Uh, it might be on the way leaving tonight where you're having the talk about whatever comes out of that box from Grandma. You are going to smile. You are going to tell her that you love her and that you love this gift. You're going to try it on immediately, even if it's a pink bunny rabbit outfit. You're going to try it on, and you're going to eat your green beans too, okay? That's got to happen. So remember the talk before the next few few day, minutes are up. There are definitely great gifts that you give and great gifts that you get. Um, there are also people that give gifts well. You know those people. My wife is one of those people. She can, she can pick out anything, and it, for some reason, it's just that perfect gift. I, on the other hand, am possibly the worst gift giver in the world. This, this is how Christmas normally goes. Here's your present, honey. Oh, thanks. I hope you like it. I'm, I'm sure I'll love it. It's, it's going to be great. If you don't like it, we'll return it. I'll like it. I mean, it's just, you're so hard to shop for. What? I mean, I mean, you're just so picky and it's hard to find anything for you. I hate shopping for you. And that's how every 25th of December I end up sleeping on the couch. So <laughs> there are definitely good gift givers and good gift and bad gift givers. Um, but God, God is a good gift giver, right? God is a good gift giver. In today's text that Joanna read to us earlier, um, the Israelites were waiting on a gift. In fact, they had been waiting for over 700 years on this gift. They were in captivity. Um, and 300 years into that captivity, God actually stopped talking to them. They didn't hear another word from him for 400 more years. And at the time that Jesus was born, they were still in captivity by the Romans. Can you imagine for 700 years being in captivity and the people before you being in captivity and your grandparents and great-grandparents? Can you imagine what that must have felt like? It must have felt like you'd been abandoned. It must have felt like you uh, were unloved, like you were unworthy, like you had been surrounded by evil. Uh, this is where we find ourselves, the Israelites found themselves when Jesus was born. Um, they were just surrounded on all sides by evil. It's, this is the scene. This is the darkness. You know, it was kind of dark as you came in. Maybe you had trouble finding your seats. This is the kind of darkness that we find our, our text today. And it starts, Isaiah 9, 2 through 5 says this. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. And like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the oak of slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. 
The boots of the warriors and the uniform of the blood stained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. So God is this great gift giver. But I'm not so sure that the people of Israel were great at receiving the gift. I mean, it's almost like they'd already formulated what this coming Messiah was going to look like. I mean, he was going to probably be strong and mighty. He was probably going to be like King David and be just. He was going to overthrow whatever empire was oppressing them that day. He was going to be mighty. He was going to be huge. He was going to be larger than life. And so they waited, and they waited, and they waited, much like we do every year for Christmas. They waited. They longed. And eventually, over time, they may have even despaired. And yet, within them, there was always this little glimmer of hope that said, God will keep his promise, a Messiah will come. Hmm. They had a picture in their mind. They had a picture of exactly what that present was in that present. And maybe their kids even here tonight, they're saying, I can't wait till tomorrow because, man, I can't wait to open that present. I can't wait to see what it's going to be because finally, after all these years, the gift has arrived. And, and there it is. And maybe in your mind is this Red Rider BB gun that if I could... Oh, but they begin to open the gift, and the gift arrives, and there's the twist of the story. It's not what they expected. It wasn't what they thought they were going to get. They had in, this, in their mind, after hearing this passage about Isaiah and this prophecy for years, this mighty warrior that was going to come in and solve all their problems and was going to overthrow the government, and things are suddenly going to be right and perfect and was going to rule and take over. And yet, what did they get? They got something far different than that. They got a, we know a baby that was born in a manger in a stable with lowly parents from a, a little podunk town. And suddenly the Savior grows up and he's not the kind of Savior that they were looking for. He's the Savior that washes feet and hangs out with sinners. He's the kind of Savior that doesn't even have a place to lay his head. And he's the one that eventually would die. Hmm. Not the kind of present that they had in mind. From the time I was a little girl, I wanted a baby. Not a doll, but a real live baby. I can remember being seven, and I think they're called dandelions, those little things with the fluffy white things, and you blow them on and you make a wish. I would blow on those, and I would wish for a baby. And I would pray, I want a baby, I want a baby. Well, I didn't get one at seven, but when I was 24. A real baby or a? I wanted a real baby. <laughs> okay. A real baby. Seven. Oh. But I, I didn't want a, any baby. I wanted a baby girl. It couldn't okay. be a boy. I had a little brother, and he was a brat. So I'm glad, actually he's not here tonight, I'm really glad. Um, so I wanted a baby girl. Um, when I was 24, I got pregnant and I was so excited. I had wanted this baby forever. You can ask my parents from the time I was little, I just wanted a baby. And so I was excited. I was thanking God all the time for this baby. When I was 20 weeks, I went in for the routine ultrasound and found out I was having a girl. Found out I was having a girl. You thought I was going to say boy, didn't you? So, I was so overjoyed. We had a baby girl shower. We got lots of dresses. I had hundreds of dresses, bows, the whole nine yards. I was so excited I was going to be able to play dress up. 
And then the time came for the delivery, and I couldn't wait to see this baby girl. And so I went into labor, and 24 hours later, out came a... A... Stand up, Philip. Out came that! Okay, well, he wasn't quite that big when he was born, but almost. Anyway, how, how did he look in the bows? <laughs> he, he looked great in the bows. But I, I was thinking, after he was born, I was like, wow, what am I going to do with all of these dresses? I mean hundreds of dresses. But then, then, then the doctor laid him in my arms, and he was perfect. He was the best gift ever. So what is this gift that, that God has given us? In verse 6, for a child is born to us, a son is given the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Uh, he's the Wonderful Counselor. In in uh, last couple years, I have been studying counseling for Christian ministries, and uh, God willing, in May I will see my bachelor. So I learned a few things about counselors in the last in the last few years. Counselors are your advocate. Um, they're your advisors. They're there for you to talk to. They're good listeners. They guide you along the right paths. And if you think earthly counselors um, are good at doing these things, just think about Jesus, the wonderful counselor, the great counselor. He's even better. It says he is mighty God. Now, the word mighty is used to describe people like Moses like Joshua. It's these guys or women that are larger than life, and they do something that nobody else can do. They are the hero. They are mighty. And Isaiah reminds us that God, that there, that there will be this one who will be mighty God. He's not going to be this earthly hero. This is God stepping down into time and space, God himself will be our hero. God himself will do what it takes to rescue us. God will be our mighty God, and he will do it through Jesus. And as we see Jesus heal the lame and touch the eyes of the blind and they see, over and over again we see, this is Jesus. This is our mighty God. Next reference is, is eternal or everlasting father. That's a description of, of our God, everlasting father. My son, Noah, and I, I even heard it today, he, said, he always wants to have my attention. Hey, Dad, look at this. Hey, Dad, let me, let me show you this. It's either climbing a tree or trying to hit his sister with some kind of object. Uh, hey, Dad, look at this. Look at this. And I don't know if your kids are like this. They want the attention of their, their parents. I have, uh, I've been working with teenagers for about 13 years now, and one of the most difficult things to see is when parents aren't present in the lives of their kids and the effects of that. Maybe you've experienced that. The beautiful thing about our Lord and our Savior is that He is eternally present. He is there, and He is the perfect Father. I, I, I want to be the perfect father, but I'm, I'm not. There's sometimes that I'm not there. There's sometimes that I don't say the right thing. Our God is the perfect father. He's the, the perfect mixture of mercy and justice, of truth 
and grace. He is everything that we can hope for, and it's always present. And that's the beauty of, of who God is. He's present. He's there. He's this eternal Father. He's also the Prince of Peace. There's something about Jesus' peace um, that it's hard to get your mind wrapped around because Jesus is the person that brings peace during the, the worst times of your life, when you have tragedy in your life, when um, you've lost a loved one, when you're just having a hard time, you can have the peace that Jesus gives. In uh, John, chap uh, John chapter 14, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus' peace surpasses all understanding. So we have this wonderful counselor, this mighty God, this eternal or everlasting father, this prince of peace. And verse 7 sums it up so well when it says, the passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make it happen. Not only will God send the gift, God will become the gift. Amen. So this Christmas season, I don't know what you're about to experience in the next few hours. I don't know what you're going to open. I don't know the face that you're going to share with family and friends. Hopefully, you're practiced up. I know that uh, Jesus, he wasn't exactly what the world expected, but it is exactly what we need, exactly what each one of us need tonight. We need his peace. We need his presence. We need the perfect father that is present here with us. And tonight, we celebrate a Savior. We celebrate the one that came as a baby and was wrapped in white cloth and laid in a manger, but was also taken from a cross and wrapped in white linen and placed in a tomb. But the good news tonight, and the good news of why we celebrate this season, is we have a God that came to earth who died, but he was, was resurrected on the third day, which gives us life and peace, and hope for the future, and beyond today and tomorrow. He's a God that brings us salvation. So tonight we have an opportunity to share um, at the Lord's Supper. We believe as, as a community, as a church, that you don't have to be a Nazarene, you don't have to be a part of this church to, to be a part of communion or take communion. You just have to be a believer. And uh, tonight we're going to celebrate this by coming up in different sections. And you're going to come and you're going to take a piece of bread and you're going to dip it in the cup and you're going to take it. Um, we believe that uh, these are symbols of God's grace in our life. And we're reminded that on the night that our Lord was betrayed, he took a cup and he blessed it. And he took bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which was broken for you. This was my blood that was shed for you and for the sins of the world. So with that thought in mind, as we, as we pray, as we get ready to, to approach the table, prepare your hearts uh, for, for this time. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this evening, Lord. I thank you for this chance to celebrate you, to pause, to breathe, to worship to thank you for being a God that is present, that is listening, that is loving, that is our Messiah, that is our Savior, that is eternal, that is faithful, 
you are a God that brings light into this dark world. And Father, I pray that as we celebrate tonight, God, our hearts, our hearts would be warmed. We would remember what you've done for us, and we would be thankful. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Let me give you a, a little bit of instruction tonight. Uh, we're going to have our, our candle lighting time is going to be a little different. You're going you're gonna to come up and you're going to take of the elements. And then when you do, you're going to grab a candle. And then we're going to circle around the room. So you'll take your, your candle and if you'll go to the outside and then go back as, as far as you can. And then we're going to have a, a candle lighting time together. But uh, take a few minutes to reflect. Then you can come, take the elements, grab a candle, and then go to the outside. And then we're going to all light those together. Just as one light broke into the darkness, Christ, our Savior, God has spread this light, Jesus has spread this light from candle to candle around this room, and he's called us to share this light with the world. So tonight, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for three different things. We're going to thank God for the light that is in our own heart and our own lives. We're going to pray that God would help us to be the light in our dark world and that he would help us to be a light in our own families as well. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would help us to send this light out into the world. Symbolically, we've done that with candles tonight, God, but I pray that we would do that throughout this entire year and through our entire lives, God, that people would see a light in our lives, and God, they would be interested. They would be drawn to the light. They'd be drawn to the fire just as we are, Lord, and God, that we would spread that out. We wouldn't cover it up or be afraid, Lord, but we would hold our lights up high for all to see. Lord, thank you for being the light in our life. And Father, you sent your light into this world, your Son, Jesus Christ. And you've called us children as well. God, may we be light to our families. May we be a representation of you to our children and our siblings, and our people that are in our closest circles, may you be glorified by the light that shines through us because the light is your light. And we pray this all in the name of our giving Father and our sacrificial Christ and the spirit that guides us and directs us each day. Amen. Amen. Now as we go, and you go to times of games around tables and turkey meals and present opening and elf movie marathons. <laughs> May you go with the lights of Christ in your life. I pray and I hope that the light of Christ would warm your homes this season, warm your hearts. May you go in peace with the light of Christ in your life. Amen.